You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey everybody, hey, yeah baby, are you ready? Wow, wow. Welcome back to the Get Tucked Podcast. I am your host, Tuck. Woo! All right, how you living? I am feeling pretty goddamn good. I'll be honest, I just got a picture of my new custom Kiesel that is coming my way, and I am very excited. It's beautiful. Um, we made some fun additions to Featured X this last week. Uh, we have added Chris Turner of Oceans 8 Alaska, Matt Byrne from Hatebreed, Joe Bad from Fit for an Autopsy, and, well, as Pat would say, the better fit, and just a whole bunch more. Go check it out, FeatureDex.com. It's cool having these drum options for everyone. Session work is a crucial part of being a working musician, especially a drummer, so why not have the best drummer on earth play on your songs? Makes sense, right? Pretty easy. Go check it out. It's really easy to do. You can just send them some songs and have them check it out and see if they're interested. In, and it's pretty inexpensive, and 100% of the proceeds go to the artist. So go support your favorite artist by working with them. What a cooler way to do that. It's much better than a VIP. All right. This week on the motherfucking show, we have my buddy Dana. He is from Kingdom of Giants. He's the lead screamo. He's hot. He looks good. And... I really like him. They're old friends of Fit for a King, and they're finally getting the recognition that we feel they deserve. And I'm going to say we. It's in my whole team, because we fucking love these guys. Um, They toured with Fit well before I was in the band, and um, hopefully we'll get to play some shows in the future. This Friday, their new album, Passengers, will be out via Sharp Tone Records. We deep dive into the band's history and what it's been like to make this newest album. I really believe in this band and can't wait to hear the rest of the record. I personally haven't heard it yet. I probably should have asked, but, you know, it's kind of nice to wait along with everyone else. Um, Please make sure that you go and pre-order it. You can go to Sharp Tone Records' website and do that there. There is a link in Kingdom of Giants' Instagram bio. Um... You know, we just went through this, and I have to be very clear. First week numbers are still important. Right now, these sales can not only, you know, help their career and their tour placement as we go back into touring, but it also will greatly help them financially. Without touring, this is a massive way to help out a band that you love or just have heard about. Please go pre-save it, pre-download it, um, buy a vinyl, shirt, whatever, it all really helps. But here we go. My episode with Dana from Kingdom of Giants. I think it's good to hurt sometimes. It makes me feel. It keeps me alive. You'll never run. 
Dana, the master of giants. You are here with us. You are here to defend the kingdom of large people. Even, yes. you know, I would say you're like above average height, right? You're like 5'10". That's the single requirement to be in the kingdom of giants. You got to be six feet or above. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So you don't even I, need to I play know. an instrument. Freaking yeah, seriously. I mean, well, you guys have an abundance of people who play instruments and don't even play in the band, right? Like at this point, yeah. right? Weren't there at one point there was three guitar players? Are there still three there, guitar players? Yeah, there still is, and uh, I would I'll tell you the whole story behind that if you want to hear it. Oh yeah, well I'm just when you tour, do you bring all three? Never. Like, we've never done it. Oh okay, respect. Okay, cool. As long yeah. as I wouldn't have to pay that many people um, yeah, to be in right. a band, you know. I mean, this is also coming from the guy who's got a computer as a rhythm player. So yeah, um, totally. You know, we've done which, it. Mac Pro is sick. He's yeah. awesome. No he opinion. Slaps. Hangs out. He's perfect. You know, tone is there. His timing is just yeah. always spot on. You know it, man. He never fucks up. But yeah. So how how did you find yourself with three guitar players and shit? Give me the uh, give me the backstory. Well, from the very beginning, our one of our original members, Red Steven, he's a guitar player. He has uh, a child at home, and oh, one he, of those. Yeah, exactly. So he couldn't necessarily go on every tour. It was like taking a little bit of a toll. So we had um, our drummer knew a dude named Julian, and he was a savage guitar player. So we had him coming out on tour with us, and then he was he was ending up touring just as much as our as red was and then he started writing songs with us and stuff and we're like dude it is not fair to call you a fill-in like we need to dub you into this band and we dubbed him in and he became a part of the band and we've always just been like someone always has something going on at home and could take a tour off and it's honestly been great because we've pretty much always been able to be a five-piece on tour but then there's only been a couple where we like we have done the backtrack, and it has, yeah. it's beautiful. Four people on stage is, oh, is the dream. Bro. Yeah, it's so great. Um, yeah. it's, it was interesting doing the videos for the new stuff and doing the live show with Bobby because mm-hmm. we haven't played with him in a while, and we've never done five-piece since I've been in the band. And oh, yeah. It was interesting because you could definitely tell on the songs where me and Dan were like perfectly in sync with each other. And right, then right. we have to adjust with Bob, and then when we're playing new stuff that none of us have played, it felt really good to just have the full team. But if I was, you know, I guess it depends on what kind of rooms you're playing too. If I'm on a big stage, I don't really, if I'm at Worcester Palladium, I don't care if there's five or 10 people in my band, I'll still be fine. But you know, if I'm playing, you know, a tiny room or the door in Dallas or, or uh, what's the trees, the one with the fucking trees on stage, like having five people in your band at that, at that venue would be absolutely awful. Yeah. But anyone who thought putting tree trunks in the middle of a stage was also a fucking it's not idiot. Not a good call. Not yeah. a good call. Like, bro. oh, well, it's what's called happening? trees. So, like, what's have fucking trees? No, like, bro, any- paint a tree. Paint uh, a fucking tree on paint the wall. Paint it. <laughs> fucking put, like, some cool, uh, I don't know, like, have some decorative stuff around the place, yeah, some yeah. small trees. We don't trees. need a tree on stage. But we don't need a tree on stage, you know. But um, still, there's this one band from Australia who. They're called Grave Mind, and mm-hmm. they have... Is that my house or your house? Uh, it's mine. Oh, word respect. Okay, I like we when there's some noise from other places. I live in Brooklyn, <laughs> so I usually get a fair amount of noise in the show uh, anyway. 
Um, I just moved to a, like a small beach town and, and uh, you would not believe how much louder it is than uh, I moved from Long Beach where it was actually loud. I was expecting it to be loud, but it was actually quiet there and it's loud here. It's very strange. Well, yeah. anyway, it'll be fun regardless. Yeah. Um, it's cool you moved though. Good for you. That's nice. Yeah, it feels good. Um, anyway, Gravemind. Yeah, Gravemind. They have three guitar players in their band, but they don't have a bassist. So I just, my friend Scotty from Alpha Wolf, he's recorded their stuff. So I've just openly talked some shit on them where it's like, yeah, we were going to do a tour together, but you know. I just I I I'm gonna brag on you. He actually Scotty warned them where he just said, Yeah, Tuck's gonna rip on you the entire yes. tour because you have three guitar players. And it's like oh Are you guys no gonna case. fucking duel? Are we gonna fight to the death and see who's the best one? Like, oh who plays Bro. rhythm the best? Like, what the fuck? Put a computer up there, get me a bassist, and like have him dance around like a dum dum. Unless one For of your real. guitar players dances like a dum dum, then that's fine. Right. But when I got three guys who are just gonna fucking sit up there, I'm like, come on now. But the band rips; they're super fucking good. I actually like that's them. I cool. just naturally, which uh, hopefully today we dude brutal. We'll dive back in. What happened over there? I just my internet sucks too. There's no service at my house at all. Like I can't make a phone call without FaceTime. Oh and god. Then I have internet. I pay for decent internet. I'm sitting right next to my router, full bars, and it's still just not great. Eh, it's okay. Hopefully, I'm sorry that you can't roam around a little bit. I personally yeah, like tough. the pace when I talk. Me too. But, I do almost every time. Yeah, I guess we'll. I just sit here for this one, but that's because I have to because it's my fucking show. That's what <laughs> yeah. I have to do. Um, <laughs> but so, all in all. Just want to say, I do really like Gravemind. I just like talking shit on bands because it's fun. And plenty yeah. of people talk shit on my band. My band was fucking Windbreak Horror for like three years. Oh, man. So, you guys were committed to that. It was a look, but it was it worked so it, good. It was cool, and it kept you in shape because you basically just wore a tarp on stage, and it made you sweat yep. a lot. Um, don't miss it, though. I'm glad we don't yeah. do that anymore. Maybe someday. That's just one thing that we've never done. I think maybe there was like a two week period where we all tried to wear like a shirt, some sort of shirt that had our symbol on it or something, because we were always told through management that you needed a gimmick and look at all the bands that are massive that have gimmicks. And I'm putting gimmick in air yeah. quotes, you know, so you oh, can't I see, would refer but, to us as having a gimmick when we did that for sure. It, 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 it is it like is. some yeah. sort of uniform look thing, you know, or like, I don't know, but we just, my gimmick that I always joke on is that we are, a quality metalcore. Our gimmick is we're a quality metalcore band. Nothing more, nothing less. Dude, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's nice to see that you guys are now getting the notoriety that you deserve. Because even when I Thanks, joined, man. of course, and it, when I joined Fit for a King, you know, about seven years ago now, it, you guys were one of those bands that they were familiar with, that they were friends with, they had done yeah. tours with, and that I heard a lot about where it was like, oh man, those are guys we got a tour with. They're great dudes. And I'd be like, yeah. Oh, that's, you know, that's really interesting. I do like the band, but I felt like along with maybe it was you and like being as an ocean who at this time were kind of pigeonholed a little bit, um, with Big Invoke, time. which, you know, Nick Moore, um, I don't know him personally. Uh, we've had a few interactions online. He's been super nice to me and I, I don't right. mean any disrespect to his label, right. uh, by bringing that up. It just, it seemed as though it got people caught in like the minor leagues when they were trying to play Straight majors. Um, and did you feel that way for, you know, cause you put out two or three albums within Vogue, I believe. 
Yeah, man, we were locked into a four record deal, and our first one, we I had you know tracked all myself, and so it was already done when we decided to sign with them. And it's just like, like you said, Nick, I've only met him like two or three times, and he's never been anything but nice to me as a human, you know. So I don't think he's a bad guy at all, and yeah. but, um. I just know that for there's just only so much certain labels can just, give. Yeah, man, it's like for when it comes to budgets or or like first of all, the budgets are crazy small. You know, like our first budget was twenty. We, we put out one, two, three albums with them, and our max budget on our third album with them was five grand. That's what are crazy. You supposed to, what yeah. are you supposed to do with that? And then you know our max music video about it video budget was 1500 bucks so we're always coming out of pocket at least a 1500 as a band to match yeah. it and you know it's like what can you get for three grand for a music video it's like did that is that much. what pushed you to learn how to do it yourself um i kind of just wanted to start making like content and shit you know like something to do on tour and then like all of a sudden like I just started making stuff for my own band, which is what always happens. I, th I think this happens with a lot of people who end up finding a side career in like yeah. the music world is like you pick up a camera to start taking your own band for almost cause you can't pay someone 250 bucks. You, you start recording your demos because you have no other way of showing people your ideas and you're not all, it's not, it's not 2006 where you're all going to stand in a circle and someone's going to play the same riff for four hours and the yeah. drummer's going to jam over it. It's like songs get written so differently these days and someone has to know how to do it in your band because you can't be paying people. You know, Absolutely. if you want to save yourself five grand, you can track your album yourself. And same thing with video, same thing. I think, I think it's just a merch designs, graphic design, all that type of shit. Someone has to pick up on your band. If you have a band and one of you does merch designs, one of you does video, the other does audio, like you're in, you're in a good spot. Yeah, absolutely. And it certainly seemed to help you a lot because especially as the band has begun to get more recognition and especially since signing to Sharptone, I saw you doing tours and doing, and doing content for other bands and it seemed yeah. to very much help because... A large part of being in a band also is just being a cool guy that people want to be around and want to work with. So when yep. they want to take you on tour, whether it's to be in your band or to do photo video stuff, it's just a good feeling regardless. Right. Um, yeah. Sometimes you literally, well, it's part of like, it's if in the past, it's been part of the deal. Like we're going to take out Kingdom of Giants and Dana's going to do our photo video. That means we don't have to bring another body with us. He's already there. So we can pay mm -hmm. him a little bit less than having to pay someone who is literally their sole job. Uh, it's one less bed, one less mouth to feed, you know, so it, it kind of is a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. The and only problem is everybody on the tour gets better content than my own band. Cause we don't have anyone to film ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, ain't that the fucking truth? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I, I guess at some point you'll have to, you know, pass the torch there where, you yeah. know, you can offer to work for other people, but your band will still have to have someone with yeah. you to be able to do that. Um, yeah. Especially, if, you know, I feel like you're going to be on a lot of tours coming up where yeah. the music, I've talked about this quite a bit on my show, but the, the music industry wasn't in a really weird place before COVID, and now it's kind of, to some extent created a little clarity where yeah. I felt like when we were putting together tours, you weren't really sure 
where people placed anymore and who the best openers would be where yeah. now, you know, it, there, things are a little clearer with those first two slots where, you know, right. there, there is this whole slew of sharp tone bands who are just totally crushing it, you know, yep. younger to bigger bands, which is fantastic to choose from. Yep. And now when thinking about those next steps and those next tours, it's like, oh, I could definitely just like, I would love to tour with this list of bands and, right. you know. Cause, it's you know, making it's almost making it like, dude. This could be for me. It's like it makes me want to be more selective with touring. Yeah, because we're we're so used to just grabbing whatever. And I mean, we just did it because in the beginning it was just like, take what you can get, take what you can get, grind them out. And then like, yeah, that like you can only do that yeah. so much to where you're kind of burnt no, out. Now you've got to wait. Um, may I yeah. ask who who your agent is currently? Uh, currently, we are free agent. No shit. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, our, we were with, you know, Jason Maggio. Um, I'm not sure if you know him. He was oh, yeah. with Royal yeah, Division. Yeah, 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 totally. So we were with them for, we were with him for management, and uh, I mean, he just ended up landing us a bunch of stuff as our manager. So we decided to be free agents because our manager was kind of was doing a really good job with just getting it booked. So like, yeah, let's just do that, you know. And now he's doing the Rock Nation shit. Big dog yeah. shit, um, which is awesome. Him, very happy for him. And very happy that's going for him. On. Yeah, he's been very Same. kind throughout the Featured X venture. Um, nice. You know, helping me to work. Which is going good, hopefully, for you guys, right? Yeah, it's going great. Um, Hell yeah. You know, in our first two months, we had over 300,000 views wow. and over 100 nice. requests. And people seem to be looking at it consistently and want to be a part of it and are, are stoked on it. And we've got some cool things planned for the future. So, you know, um, we've got big plans. We're just hope, you know, trying to do the usual startup stuff. You know, we got to team up with some people, get some motherfucking money, pump some steroids into this bitch. And so if anyone out there has five mil, you want to give it to me? I'll take Let's it. Let's go. I got uh, it. Let's thank do this. You. So, yeah, dude, I know you got fucking got it in the pocket. <laughs> Kingdom of Giants bringing in the fucking massive royalties. Oh, you, you um, know <laughs> But now you are working with one of the nicest guys in the industry, Sean Keith. I love and that, man. Indeed. Same. He um, literally saved. I don't know if we'd be a band anymore if he if we didn't. Did he you know, get we, you out of your contract? Um, for the or did you do four records within? We didn't do four. We we got out of it early. Uh, we had to pay a pretty big sum of money. You know, I don't think there's anything that anywhere that says I'm not allowed to talk about this type of stuff. But if you didn't sign um, an NDA, you can say whatever you want. Oh, nice. So yeah, we we basically uh, we had like two more records, and we had to drop like ten grand to get out of our contract. Okay. So we basically came up with the ten grand ourselves and paid that, and then we had to give him the rights to our album, to one of our albums that are one of our previous albums that oh, what, wow. that we was the only it was our only source of income that we've ever had as a band. We've never anything that's ever come in from Kingdom so since we've been in this little pigeonholed area, not making a lot of money, has gone back into the band. We've never been paid as individuals. I think there was two tours where we decided to pay each other, yeah. pay like a couple hundred bucks at the end of the tour, wow. but that that ended very quickly. And so he got the royalties to our only source of income that would come in every month, which was still only like three or four hundred bucks. Um, but still something helps pay. Your but rent. still something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we would uh, we eventually got out, and then we used um, 
our sharp tone budget, which was fucking double what we've, our first budget with sharp tone was over double what we've ever got from Invogue. And we were like, so this is what it's really like to be really signed, you know? And uh, we use that to pay ourselves back um, from the contract buyout. And then we basically self-funded the record. Um, Our boy, Matt Thomas at Astro and Audio did it for wildly cheap. We basically paid the rent at his studio um, for like four or five months. So I think we ended up giving him like, 2500 bucks or something like that for for this new record and it's just he's he saved saved our lives man yeah yeah well you know it's an interesting thing to see and it's a a good topic for us to be able to talk about with people listening because a lot of young bands are always trying to find that next step i get asked all the time oh well you know we need a manager we need a booking agent we need to get signed stuff well no you have 40 monthly listeners on spotify i don't really (laughs) think that that's what you need right now what you need is to learn how to push your band but then when your band does get to a place where like kingdom was where bands creating some hype an offer comes in we see it well do we do this or do we not do this well if we don't do this what if another offer never comes that's but if we exactly do do it, happened, yeah, and then if you do do it, then you you learn the ramifications of your choices. So sometimes yeah. it works out great, sometimes it doesn't. In this instance, I would say that there was some good that came out of it. Kingdom yep. definitely got more notoriety, became a more popular band, and and you were looked at arguably as the best band on the label. So that's a right. fucking great look. Um, but then also when it comes time to try to leave and that person knows what they're gaining off of those contracts yeah. that they got you into, it's very hard to let you go. And that's where, you know, it comes down to the business. But um, it's a very interesting that's, thing dude. because I try to tell people to be patient. Um, and it's easier for me coming from the fact that Fit for a King got signed without me. They, I had right. nothing to do <laughs> with that. Sure. They, you know, I am very lucky where I'm one of those people who got to join an established band um, mind you, the band wasn't fucking huge, but we were doing pretty good when uh, we joined. It was definitely the best thing I'd ever done in my life. So I right. can't take any credit for that. But now um, learning a few things, you know, almost a decade later, it's a, a little bit easier to try to provide guidance for younger musicians who are listening totally. to the show. Um, if you were to start over right now and you didn't have, if you got to keep the knowledge that you have now, but lose all the notoriety and you had to start over, you could get a band. Yep bigger way faster than than you would have yeah i mean that stuff definitely helps because you learn all the tricks and you learn who to talk to and what are the necessary steps to be able to launch something but it's still difficult for instance like my side project off-road minivan um Mm -hmm. one tooth and nail is thank you man i appreciate it it's definitely my my side emo lover and i am (laughs) very very stoked on it and it's just i've always grown up listening to those kinds of bands and that's how I want to sing. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's fun for me to get to do, but pushing a project that's brand new, even with being in a notable band and having some stuff, just because I'm in a, you know, a big metalcore band doesn't mean anyone's going to care about my emo. And I've, I've come to find that and it is difficult, but at the same time, it's been cool to generate an almost new fan base at the same time and bring yeah. in different people and hopefully be able to, you know, combine everyone together. But through signing like that contract, looking back on fit stuff, fit renegotiating and signing a new contract. One, I am really, I'm, I'm glad to say one of the most important things is years back or years after you make a decision, will you look back and be like, man, I wish I would have done something differently in this decision. 
Absolutely not. I'm very happy to work with the people I work with, and I love them so much. And I, I really can't say enough about Brandon and, and Adam and Tyson and everyone at Solid State. So we're very lucky in that situation. But um, what I was getting at is it just really is hard to push a band. So now yeah. your band, who is already naturally magnetic, is put in a place where more people can see it. There's a lot of hype around Sharptone and what they've done in the last couple of years as a startup label and then just absolutely crushing it. So it was one of those perfect scenarios where I almost now, it's kind of like what I used to do with Rise when I was younger, where when something signs to Sharptone, I'm like, all right, well, I got to at least listen to it. And I'm like, yeah, yep. he did good again. Like, for instance, this past week's was 156 Silence. And mm-hmm. I'm going to have their vocalist on here soon, but super Dope. fucking cool band. And nice. it, it's just, uh, it's very nice to watch. Um, man, I just rambled, bro. I'm stoned. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, is Blue Dream about weed? Uh, or is it named you, after weed? Yeah, 100%. Okay, because uh, I love Blue Dream. I almost lit a bedroom on fire because of Blue Dream once. <laughs> It really originated for me from, I've been wanting to use that name for a while because there was this band that uh, was pretty much all good friends of ours that were, they were crushing it for a little bit in the sack scene. Um, and they, they like had gone to Eric Ron and worked on stuff and they were really good. They were like, sounded a lot like hands like houses, cool. those kind of bands. And, uh, they had a song called blue champagne and I always I Ooh, wanted to do one blue delicious. dream. I know. Yeah. So then I always wanted to do one blue dream, but then, so yeah, it's a weed strain, but it at the same time, song. it's it an totally atmospheric does. song and it, it really does fit. Right. Um, and what is a blue dream? Like a blue dream to me is a nightmare. You know, it's like a sad dream would be a nightmare. So it's really yeah. that as well. A blue dream to me is a fantastic sativa. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, I, <laughs> there was this one time, the first time I ever had blue dream when I was a youngster, I used to sell the marijuana and mm-hmm. I was Who sitting didn't? in my girlfriend's bedroom and we we're smoking a bowl of blue dream. And we're just like, man, the room's mad smoky, dude. And I was like, shit. And then we look and the garbage can is on fire <laughs> and oh it's right underneath God. the curtains. You guys thought curtains. you were just chiefing it so hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the fucking right underneath the curtains, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. And I put it out. And it's because I had cleared my bowl, like, you know, blew some ash uh-huh. into the fucking thing. And of course there's like tissues and shit. But yeah, Blue Dream's great. Love it. Big fan. Wow. Um, there you go. That's my Blue Dream story for everybody today. For that's great. Stoner moments. <laughs> um, yeah. That's one of my fun parts of the show, too, is people listening to it and being like, wait, you smoke pot? Like, wait. Dude, I'm a fucking massive pothead. I'm just so wired all the time. You'd never know. Watch our show, and they're like, wait, you're high while you do that? Yeah, oh some, somehow, God. even though I'm running a fucking billion miles an hour. But, Spinning um, in circles. So this Friday, this Friday, yeah. the big fucking day. Here big we go. Day. It's coming out. Are you excited? Yes. I am excited. It's a weird one, man. It's like I don't live anywhere near the rest <laughs> of my band anymore. And, you know, we're not going to be doing – can't play a show to release it. It's just like coming out. You know what I mean? It's just weird. It's just, you There's know, a- we, we did the best we could with visuals leading up to it and singles. We were, we were putting out just – the best shit that we've ever I love put that out. You put out five singles. I love it. So sick. It's we just great. figure like yeah. right now, what do people need more? Do they need a new Kingdom song every month for five months straight, or do they need 
an album to just drop out of nowhere. It's like, I feel like we need, we're in this time where people need something to look forward to like every month. And, uh, Absolutely. I'm glad I agree. we did it that way. Yeah. It really seems to have fit, um, kind of what's been going on in the world perfectly where a lot of people, when this all happened, you know, you push off your album by a month, you push it off by six months. You, you know, everyone seemed to do that for a while and we, you know, didn't push it off very much, decided to roll with it, started doing the singles, did the whole thing. And I will say at first, it seems really scary because, you know, obviously would have loved to release it on a Parkway Drive tour. Would have been. Right, 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 gonna, right. You know, say it wouldn't. But getting to sit at home, really read the comments, see how people are taking it, talk to people, do some interviews, and focus on the release was also very rewarding where I've never gotten to just sit back and watch. And, right. um now people are so are are just dying for content and want new things to listen to and be that everyone else has pushed off their album releases. I can't name another record that's coming out Friday that I'm very excited about. Maybe there uh, is something. That? There might be. Maybe. But that's a great thing to have where if you're you you don't want to have a ton of competition, and now there's going to be insane competition when it comes time where people may have already had four months to digest your record and really be into it, and then tours start getting put together, and everyone's like, all right, well, I definitely want to take them because that record just smashed. If the record's coming out when tours start again, people aren't going to necessarily know about it or or feel the need to want to you know have them out on tour. Um, yeah, I so think, I think it's, it's like a good if- approach. I feel like things, like we were going to release it on a sick tour. It was supposed to come on July 1st, and we were going to announce a tour, and we were going to start a tour that day. It was actually going to be sick. And then that didn't happen, and we ended up pushing it back, and we're like, well, let's just start releasing songs in July then, and we'll start pushing it out. But I Did think, the tour and, get rescheduled, or can we talk about it? Uh, it never even got uh, announced. I never even got uh, information on it. So I think it, maybe it'll get rescheduled. I'm not sure. I'll, uh, okay. I'm probably not supposed we'll to talk hold about off. it yet. <clears throat> cool. We'll do another one of these in the future. And uh, Oh, yeah. So we, you know, I think that we're putting out a good time where touring might come back in six months or so. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll, we'll see how things go. But um it's very possible. I think it'll it'll have six months as a good time for it to like like digest and people are going to be listening to it and we'll get good feedback or bad feed we'll we'll get feedback in general and then maybe in that time we'll be able to drop you know a re-release with a couple more songs right around when touring comes back and people I think it'll be a good criteria to get on some good tours you know. No, it won't be no tours <laughs> no tours for Kingdom of Giants never. Yeah. No, definitely not. So. That was so crazy about our, our touring history is that when we finally, finally broke was when we were broke. We was when we got on Sharp Tone and uh, the timing was great where we got the, the Azalea Dying offer and then we got those Boo Tours and we were out with Chelsea and all that and everything was sick. And that was so far at the end of an album cycle. It's insane. Yep. You know what I mean, and that's but it what, shows what good help can do for you too. Totally, we're so lucky to, to have got those. You know, because you know when you a label that you're with can certainly help you. Um, yeah, and it's not like you know Sean just waved his fucking magic wand and all of a sudden you're on dope tours, but right. it's something about uh, that placement that changes people's mindset 
where yep. they consider you differently and and there is a bias when yep. it comes to labels and stuff like that and it sounds so silly but it's you know is is fit for a king gonna have an opening band on their tour from we are triumphant records probably not probably not and it's nothing against them and it's not you know it's nothing like we're like oh we're too fucking good but i mean generally you know people get snatched up you know well yes and no we actually make our lineups most of the time we kind of Matt's pretty cool. We our our agent's real nice, and we yeah. you know he has an opinion, and he tells us who he thinks we should take, and luckily we generally align on it. Um, yeah, but for the I, most part, like this past tour, we fucking we picked that shit for sure. Hell yeah! Like, and that was great because then you get to have a band like Alpha Wolf out on their first U.S. tour, mad right. hype, and then they mad play hype. for five days and it goes away. But those five days were insane. Because those right. guys, it was crazy to watch a young band smash like that. People yes. were just killing each other to that band, and that's a way to yes. start a show. So hell yeah, damn yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah, I do remember it. It has happened multiple times where you know a band puts us up for their lineup, and it's like the band agrees, agent agrees, maybe manager agrees, and then we literally get the email that's just like, "Yo, the band loves you." Management loves you, but agent just doesn't fuck with Nick Moore. And unfortunately, as much as they love you, they they can't take out an info band. And we've literally got that reason yep. like four times. Oh, I'm sure. And yeah. we're just like, damn it. Yeah, it's it's got to be a really shitty feeling. And we can yeah. somewhat relate where we've had people we've asked to take on tour and they're like, oh, we won't tour with a band like that because they think we're all super Christ and shit. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, it's a tough place to be in and it's, it's gotta be very rewarding to see that that actually does change when the, when the cards are flipped and you yeah. are in a different position and yeah, it's gotta or- be nice because at the same time I look at the choices that sharp tone has made the bands that they've signed in a short period of time. And it's just filled with great decisions Right. And and that's what it is. Like every time Sharp Tone's putting out a, a announcing a new band, I'm like, sick. Yeah. Sick band. Boom. Sick band. When it was when I was on Invogue, every band that was getting released, I feel like such a dick saying this, but every band that was released, I was just like, ah, this is whatever. This is whatever. I don't really like this. And it just felt like every week it was another band and he was just signing, 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 signing just to have more bands and hope that something popped and nothing ever popped and it was just diluting us even more and more that's the fly on the wall technique my man yeah we i've been you know talking about that a bit too where you know you compare like early rise where it was all right we're gonna sign like fucking 50 bands i'm gonna throw these motherfuckers at the wall and then boom what was me sticks or sleeping with sirens or you know devil wars prada or whoever the fuck and totally. you know those ones make up for everyone else, and that's why you get the kind of deals that you get, where it's like, you know, oh yeah, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna sign this deal. You're gonna give me an advance, and then you get to own you know 87 percent of my music. For there it is. The rest of time, um, but at least you know when you look at the in vogue situation with you guys through all of those bands that were signed. Only you and being as an ocean truly stood out as tangible, solid product that 
you know, was going to reach another level. And again, no insult to those fucking other bands. And I may not have listened to your band. If you're in a band that's in on in vogue and you're listening to this, I'm not fucking shit on shitting on you. I'll be honest. I don't keep up as much as I could when it comes to some of that shit. But, um, so don't take it personally, but this is out of respect for the fact that, you know, you, both your bands just completely shined and you, I, I don't know. I, you can always look back like we discussed earlier and say, oh, well, what if we had signed right away to a Rise Records? Like, would things be different now and blah, blah, blah. I don't think it really matters because now you guys are a great metalcore band on a great metalcore label in the time when metalcore is, like, fucking crushing. Like, people yeah, want totally. this shit right now, and they like it, yep. and it's great. More people like metalcore now than ever. You guys hear those sirens in the background? It's time for the mid-row-mosh! That was pretty good. I feel good about that one today. But seriously, it's time for the mid-row-mosh. Here it is. I hope you're stoked. I'm super excited. It was hand-picked by Dana himself. Speaking of things that are hand-picked, did you know that Bobby of Fit for a King sells plants? He does. Bobby and his wife own a beautiful plant shop in Fort Worth, Texas called Grow Plant Shop. You can find them online at growplantshop.com. They have some very inexpensive and beautiful additions for your home. Go check it out and buy yourself, your mom, your dog, your best friend, your partner, your grandma, Anyone, a plant, go do it because it's nice and it's nice to have pretty living things in your house. It makes you feel better. And, you know, I think everyone could use it right now. So just do it. Don't be stupid. Okay. Today's mid-roll mosh. It comes from Sacramento, California. Dana chose the song Ouroboros by The Measure. And it's funny because I think I might have played Ouroboros by Degrader at one point on the show, but I can't remember. But we're talking about The Measure today. Fuck Degrader. I'm just kidding, guys. They're nice people. Okay, The Measure is a genty metalcore band that brings the riff. I really dug this song after Dana showed it to me. Um, He also filmed and edited the music video that they have for this song, on YouTube, so go check it out. Um, but yeah, it fits today's mood. It goes right along with bands like Kingdom of Giants and Currents and Polaris and shit like that. And I think that you will all really like it. So here we go, Ouroboros by The Measure. <laughs>
love it. Because metal is the fucking greatest. Um, yeah, I fucking. I am totally like. I'm so some. I feel my. I feel myself go like in and out of being like burnt out on it, and then like someone, a band comes out, then I'm like, yes. Like like you know Alpha Wolf for example I'm just like oh yeah thank you thank you for coming in clutch and fucking rehyping me on this shit same man and I I had a little while where I was like that too because at at my core really I'd prefer to listen to like Manchester Orchestra Black Mile to the Surface every day of my life or like fucking <laughs> nice. Armor for Sleep or some shit like that right but then. As of late, I've just been finding more and more bands that I just heavily fuck with, like Spite, for instance, is one of those bands that I just... And at first, I was like, Spite, I don't know, like, hmm, will I like this? I don't know if I'll like this. You know, you see a couple vocal covers of of Darius, like, doing cool shit, and you're like, I wonder if they're really, like, a good band. But then, um, once I finally listened to that latest record, I was like, Holy shit! I just want to play with this band so bad. Like I'll yeah, I'll put a yeah. fucking mask on, pretend like I'm in the crowd, and just beat the piss out of people <laughs> for fun. Um, just so good, and it's nice to feel reinvigorated. But um, yep. your band—that's what's so great—is your band feels like a brand new band, even though you've been through the ringer a little bit. So even it though does. you're burnt out, you've got to try to keep that spark going where you're like, well, yeah, that second wind, you know, baby. Yeah. That second wind. It's a beautiful thing. Um, mm-hmm. should have yeah. named the fucking record that. Oh shit. There we go. <laughs> That'll be the third record. Third. Wind, yeah. The new yeah. One. yeah. Third wind. <laughs> third wind. Um, when you've already been super burnt out twice and someone yeah. just lights your ashes on fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, out of the five singles, which one's your favorite? Yep. Uh, let's see. I like them all in their own ways. Um, you know, sync is like the first one we dropped is like that riff in the beginning is like something that's like been floating around and just never found its place. And like, seriously, like maybe like a week before the record was done, we were like, we got to change that opening riff to that song, which someday I'll show you the, the like original version of that song. You can hear the other riffs that were there. Okay. And we just, worked that one in and all that riff saved that song to me and it has like a very like like radio structure and all that and like i love that song for it's for what it is Hell yeah! and um side effects i think it has like a more interesting vibe and it's like heavy in its own type of ways but it's like groovy in its own way so that one is like low-key one of my favorites on the whole record and then wayfinder is like the total curveball single which the video just makes the song even better i love what Ori did with the video for that yes and uh it's just like total vibe the whole time and then it almost reminds me of like you know invent anime yeah van anime love that band the, the boys so invent anime they ha- they're like there's like a part in that song that reminds me of something that they would do with the drums like syncing up with the drum or the drum syncing up with the guitars and a weird pattern for a breakdown and like, so I love how that song seems like it's like a very straightforward song, but then just has one section that's very f- clever and creative. So it's like, I don't know if I have a favorite, but they all are just like my own favorites, you know, in their that's own awesome. ways. 
No, that's a good thing to have where you, you know, appreciate different songs for different reasons, but they yeah. hold a, a heavy weight for you. And exactly. That's when you know you got a lot of good singles because you hate to listen to a record and be like, yeah, this one's definitely the best song. Like, totally. You don't want to be in Which, that situation. On but. our last record, dude, that was exactly how it was. Like, if I go up to, like, any, even of my friends that listen to us or, like, whatever, just a fan, I'll be like, name two, name two songs off all the hell you got to spare. And guarantee every time it's cash out, damaged goods. And I'm like, yeah. yep, because those are the two fucking singles. Everything else, like we did it, that record on purpose. We did it like we wanted to experiment. We did ground culture. It was all crazy riffy and like it was what everybody wanted from just straight up metalcore at that time. So we did that. And then we wanted to experiment. We were like heavily influenced by like ABR and stuff for so long. So we wanted to do some things with like weird time signatures that they would do. So we did shit like that and wrote like you know just what we wanted to do at that time to say that we did it for a record and then for this one we were just like dude let's just write fucking 10 singles you know like you we know what a single takes what it takes to write that let's just do that in its own way 10 different times and then we yes. we wrote the record and then we were like what do we even choose to be the songs because almost almost every song on the record could be a single. And that's what I'm hyped about is I've always been like, why don't ban more bands have more songs like their singles throughout the record? Like Siler did it so good on one of their records, not the most recent one, but the one before that, like every song just had a fucking banger chorus. And you're like, this could be a single. Oh yeah. This yeah, could be safe. a single. This could yeah. be a single. Yeah, dude. And yeah. it was just like, record I wanted to do catchy. that. Super you know, catchy. man, there's this one album you could listen to. It's called The Path by Fit for the Kings. I and could every try, single dude. song <laughs> is a fucking hit. That's the best fucking metalcore record ever made. By God, you better oh, fucking yeah. listen to it or you're a pansy ass motherfucker. Um, I agree. No, yeah, I, yeah, we like that mindset. I think it's important. Yeah. I love records that are, you know, meant to have the ebb and flow and the interlude tracks and all that totally. kind of shit. And we've definitely done that. Um, right. But yeah, we. We just want to write bangers all the time. So want to write bangers. Banger City, baby. Because that's yeah. what makes the most fun record. And they all fit For together sure. to still feel cohesive. And it, it has the same ethos, but it, it doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, like, all right, well, this is definitely our track seven. Um, yeah, it's going right. to gradually grow into track eight. And, <laughs> and we're going to crescendo to the end of the record. Yeah. Um, but... I'm a fan. What's the one song? It's one of the singles you've put out where there's like a a, a riff, like a and then you, like there's a little vocal in the background. Yeah, hell yeah, what, a little push it. That's yeah, what that's you say. Push it, yeah. Push it real good. Um, push it. Push it real good. Exactly. <laughs> See, this is why I wish I was doing video already. I'm going to start doing it in like a week or two because I finally bought things to do it. And then people nice. could have just seen me dance and like pretend like I'm I salt know. and pepper. Yeah, but. like there's probably been like four times where I put something in quotes like in, with my hands as if mm -hmm. you can see it. So it doesn't get – but now it's probably just taken literally and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean I'm bummed that I'm not going to get to be as like weird because no one's videoing me or whatever. Like I could be in my I, boxers if I wanted to. Even though, right, I, right. Know, I wouldn't do that because I'm. I don't want to do that. That's weird. I wear pants all the time because I'm a fucking adult. But um, I don't. I'm not wearing them right now. Who needs pants, bro? Honestly, pants are for losers. Um, <laughs> but it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to make the change. I've been questioning. I was like, well, how much pot can I smoke 
in these videos and not have people be like, well, was he uh, high uh, all the time? <laughs> but then I'm like, well, I want to be true to myself. And Yeah, you have to be. You know, the whole idea has been being true to myself. And if Joe Rogan can do it, I'm the Joe Rogan of metalcore, so I can Hell yeah. Um, what, a, what a fucking title to have. That's sick. Absolutely, dude. I mean, sometimes you have to title yourself. Uh, yeah, and- I know. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just trying to put it into the into the matrix and then yeah. just have it become a thing. Um, you know, it's just feature decks will take off. My podcast will be huge. I'm going to be the richest person in metalcore and then yes. I'll buy Warp Tour and put it back on. Um, uh, please. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I don't know if I'd buy Warp Tour, though. I, that would be pretty cool to do. I would do it, and then I would I would be a real dickhead about what bands I put on it. People thought that there was problems with uh, you know lineups being biased or not having you know equal playing field. I'll be like, oh fuck you guys! No one's coming on the tour except yeah, for just me. literally no one. Yeah, yeah just, just literally no bands. It's just me doing a stand up routine the whole time. That's Warp Tour now. Um, yes. Yeah, that would be awful. Uh, no, I I that would be really fun to put together a festival. Um, yeah. You know, even if just for a day, but I cannot imagine the logistics, how difficult and Dude, stressful it, it is. it must have been and, so insane. You know, and people, you know, even myself that did it, you act like it. you're just some entitled little shit where you're like, yeah, I need to go. My water has to be here and I have to go do these yeah. things. And like, oh, God. And then you just think about how much effort it takes to put something like that together. Dude, get and, five of your friends together outside of a van and try to figure out where you're all going to go to eat. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And then, um, then think about Warp Tour and what yeah. it would take to put that together. It makes yeah. me want to die thinking about the logistics. Absolutely. After trying to start my, or after successfully starting my own business, futuredex.com, where oh, you yeah. can go and you can purchase yourself a guest vocal from Dana of Kingdom of Giants. Let's get um, it. You know, it's been really. Just even that in itself has taken so much effort where I can't imagine doing something like that. Um, but fuck those things. They're not Kingdom of Giants. Fuck everybody else. Um, <laughs> even the person listening right now. Fuck you, guy. Um, you heard the man. But yeah, I just I want to I want to clear up some things here before we get too late into it. Um, okay. But when it, do you still write guitar for the band um, from time to time? I know you for sure. Yeah. Because you read yeah, we all, from what I've been told. You st- I mean, I don't really, honestly, I just don't play that much anymore. I play a good amount when we're writing, you know. Um, but, so, and I have, I did write some stuff on the new record, but I'm more of like the pattern and rhythm at this point. And cool. like maybe some like ambient, like leads here and there. But like we kind of all have our roles. Like Max comes up with, crazy ass riffs and then i take his riffs and i hone them in you know and i make them what they become and it's like i've always been like more of the composer than like the writer you know so i'll do like the arrangements and the strumming patterns i'll write a shit ton of the breakdowns um and then uh yeah julian has been writing tons of like the leads like the crazy ambient weird stuff we're like all right julian we need a lead get in here boom he'll he'll lay something down um so it's, it's kind of a group collective and especially on passenger i seriously stepped back so much and like there were like blue dream i almost had i don't think i had anything to do with writing that song except for maybe a little bit of production stuff uh 
because our new bass player vocalist Johnny is he got into recording too and he likes to write so he wrote like that whole song pretty much by himself Um, and it's a banger and it fits right in you know so his element being added into the game has been a game changer new to the band he is that why we hear him so okay because i was i was gonna say i feel like i'm hearing a lot more singing and like hearing this voice either a lot more than in the past or it is new but good it is new new. it Um, is new it's great he's got a hell of a voice man where'd you find him He's been a friend of the band forever, and he's lived in the area forever, and he's been in bands forever. He um, also was technically one of the original members of the band before it, it was even out of high school. You know, like it was oh, like him okay. and Max and Red just like messing around or something, and uh, but he ended up not officially ever being in it. So it's kind of full circle, actually. That's awesome. And he's it got just a hell has. Of a voice. Oh yeah, and just live, he's so good live, and I have multiple people coming up to me and being like, "What are you using for your tuning live on Johnny?" And I was like, "Literally nothing. He's ran through nothing. I run myself through a compressor that has like some some dialed in effects here and there through my computer, but he is dry straight to the board every single day." <laughs> and they're just like, "Holy shit!" So nice. he's just that good. That's awesome. Well, you, hear, you hear it dramatically. Here first. Yeah. You know, that's awesome, man. You know, yeah, it's dramatically it's helped my live performance too, not having to go back and forth between the singing and screaming so much. Cause yeah. you know, like back in the, all the hell you got to spare days and the ground culture days, like I can sing in the studio all day long, like no problem. But it's like the moment that I start screaming so much, it's so hard to like keep my clean voice in check. They just feel so different. I'm trying to learn how to scream now and yeah. like scream properly. And yeah. it's just, it's so hard. And I can't imagine going back and forth because they just feel so different to me muscle wise. Yeah. Um, but it's a, they you know, are. it's great that you have that skill and you can go back and forth with him like that in the times when it's necessary and be able to retain melody in your screaming. Cause I think that that's super important where, yeah, you know, if you can't kind of, even with screaming, people think it's noiseless or, you know, it doesn't have any right. clear direction, but when you're listening to a song, you kind of still do scream to the key of the song. You, you For feel sure. these moments and you, it's not just aimless. Um, right. So it's nice to see, you know, you have always been really good at that, but this latest mix is quite fantastic at really getting Sick. to hear your vocals shine. Yeah. Uh, big fan. And then like, I haven't, thank you, man. I haven't, and in the singles, I haven't really done too much, too much clean vocal stuff. I had a few lines here and there. Yeah. Um, and there is, like, there's probably one track on the record where I do like most of this singing, like I do the verses, I do the chorus and Johnny does some shit over top of me in the chorus. And, but I like really sing the whole time. And like, we, we tried to do, I, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but we trying to do like a Spencer and Aaron type from under oath type yeah, thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where like Spencer can sing and he can scream and you love both of his tones. But like it, it, when Aaron comes in, you're like, Boom, there's that second voice that really makes this work, you know? Yeah. So, like, I think, like, just utilizing both our voices, because Johnny can scream, too, and he didn't do... I don't know if he ended up screaming enough, like, a lot on the record. It might have only actually been a couple lines, but he can scream really cool. He has, like, this, like, really yelly, like, fucking raspy 
clean scream thing that I love. So I wanted like the I Sam Carter's to, shit. He could for sure do that. Yeah, but yeah, I guess Daniel's I mean more got a like, little bit of that in him too. He did it on one of the songs on the new record. Um, nice the song, louder Dan- voice. If there's like a section you hear Daniel do some yellies. It's pretty fucking sick. Boys got right, pipes. So, well, you got it's got what three or that means if Bob did stuff, you did stuff, Ryan did stuff. That's like everybody's Jared doing vocals because uh, well, you got Bob doesn't people. do any vocals on the record anymore. Um, okay, and uh, Jared didn't, but it's just the three of us because we just try to keep it to whatever's actually going to do it live. Um, yeah, right. So you know, and it was just one of those things that we've heard him do it on tour. And kind of had to learn Dan's voice day by day and just end up discovering like, holy shit, this guy's crazy singing voice, crazy harmonies. He's got super good yells. So then Kirby wrote this part where he was like, oh, yeah, I want Dan to do his like Sam Carter thing right here. And then you hear it and you're like, holy shit. So everyone go listen to Louder Voice by Fit for the Kings. Um, (laughs) I always want to do a fucking Fit for a Kingdom of Giants tour, dude. Dude, that would be fucking awesome. We should do it. I mean, I definitely see our bands touring together in the future. Oh, I don't see why not. Um, I can't wait. I've been begging the Matrix to hook up a fucking Polaris Fit for a King tour as well. Oh, I just wow. yes, really dude. love that band. They're just yeah. so damn good. Um, They're sick. Dude, what does Passenger mean? Passenger is like, basically at this point, you know, when you feel like life, like you're just a passenger and you're out of control of everything that's happening and you're basically working on taking the wheel back of your own life and making your own decisions and just taking back control when you feel like things have gone astray. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I can relate. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think for right now, that's very fitting. Um, yeah, no, I didn't even mean for that to happen. It feels very fucking fitting. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something I've been thinking about and dealing with a bit. You know, I think all of us have been on our own where I was just talking to my dad on the phone before um, before we jumped on the phone and was discussing a new artist who I got for the website that's going to be joining in November. And I was really excited about it because it's actually a band that like I've grown up loving and it's, it's yeah. pretty big for us. I'm, I'm very excited. Nice. And, you know, we were just talking about the current state of things and I'm like, yeah, you know, between the album and, and this stuff and everything, I truly just feel like I'm in a daydream and some of it could be the weed, but um, I just can't, I feel like I can't grasp reality very well right now. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm trying to just keep a smile on and like coast through and stay working hard and figure it out as we go. But it's still, none of it feels real. None of it right. feels like I have any actual control because I don't, I have zero control of my career. I have zero control of my business. I, I all I can do is hope that things get better. Right. Um, and it's just such a it's such a weird fucking time period because I I try yeah. to be the overtly positive guy and um, I think I still feel very positive but then I definitely have those moments where I'm just like this is fucking insane how insane. is this real life um, so yep. it's great that you are coming out with an album that's so relatable and maybe that's why the singles are resonating so well with people is yeah. because the motif is there everyone can really. Um, understand the songs and a lot of that comes from the fantastic diction that you hold which is something that 
I bring up here often when it comes to screaming, which is when you're a screamer, the most important thing to me is diction. If I can't understand what you're saying, I can't learn the songs. I can't I yeah. can't sing along, and I don't want to always have to read all the lyrics to do that. Um, I feel like that is something that I've always tried my best at and prided myself in is being able to show my band to someone that doesn't even listen to metalcore. So showing it to someone who's like, are you one of those screaming bands? And I could show it to them and they would be like, oh, I actually kind of dig this and I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I think that's so important. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's huge when considering vocals because, I, you know, I like when people can make crazy noises and stuff too. Right. I think that's really neat. But Yeah, me too. Uh, no, people can't sing along to that in order to be a big band. Even with the most, you know, intense bands like a Whitechapel or a Suicide Silence, they still have parts that you can sing along to. For um, sure. So I just think, it, I mean, Ryan kind of drilled that into me, you know, pretty early on, and I've come to really notice how important it is over the years. But it's yeah. it's sick. I'm a fan. It's sick. You've got it. You got the goods there, young fella. Thank Someone you. Someone washing dishes? Are you washing dishes? Yeah, that's a, what's happening is someone's washing dishes in the other room. Oh, that's tight. It's okay. <laughs> we got sirens. We got dishes. Oh, it's great. yeah, dude. This is I'm real a big life. Fan. Dude, who's. All right, so you're saying everyone in your band is over six feet tall. Who's the guy with the dark hair? Because in the picture, uh, he looks short. Shorter. He's six, that's Julian. He's probably. He's six feet when uh, you bring him closer to the camera. Man, fuck all y'all. Give me some inches. How tall is Max? No, he's, he's like 6'4? Yeah, Max is six. I think Max and Johnny are both 6'2. I'm six feet. I think Red's six feet or 5'11. Truman's five. It's enter 5'11. And then. Okay. Uh, Julian, I think I'm obsessed like five, with height nine. as a short person. You know, I just constantly <laughs> wish that I was taller. But you know, maybe if I was taller, I wouldn't have this drive in life to find a way to be superior through yep. fucking muscles. Yeah, but, that's how you dude, do it. dude, that's so the main reason right I want to go on tour with you guys, so I can fucking lift with you. Oh, that would be the best. We had last tour was a bunch of great lifting dude, buddies you between Alpha one. Wolf, Crystal Lake, and us. Yep. We all lifted a lot, and I'm so jealous. It of just that. our our driver, Andrew, it's crazy. The guy will do an eight-hour, ten-hour drive shift and then wake me up at 9.30 and be like, all right, bitch, let's go to the gym. Like, I need that. And I'm like, you're insane, but all right. And then still whoop my ass in the gym. And nice. Yeah, it it's really fun. We've got a good group of people because there's everyone kind of has a couple guys in the crew that tailor to – their lifestyle where, you know, like Brian and Trevor are both vegans and they live together at home and they're really good friends. And then Trevor nice. also like Kirby will hang out with the vegans cause he's, you know, really into diet and shit like that. And then us yeah. meat meatheads get to go be meatheads, but then also, you know, Jared and Dan like to go party where, you know, I'm not really like a drinker. I just like to chill and get yeah. high and hang out. Um, yeah. So it's, it's fun. We've kind of tailored it. And I guess, you know, Bruce, fits in between uh where yeah. he you know at the end of the night usually he'll you know smoke a pipe and drink a whiskey and i'll fucking smoke with him and shit and then yeah he also will go drinking when we want to have fun on a day off and stuff so it's nice that's cool we're, we're lucky ducks i can't that's wait awesome. i miss them it's all nice very to, much yeah that's cool everybody like has their place i think it's a that's a natural thing 
Yeah, it's well, you know, that's the perk of getting to, you know, build your own team, right? Is yeah. you don't need to have anybody around that you don't like to have around and and it's now getting to add in things like last tour we got to have like a legit white guy and Sick. it was this dude jim who's toured with wage war and we just he came to the gym with us all the time too and we just fell in love with him or was like oh dude i've known you for a week but i feel like i've known you my whole life like, uh, i love that so, are you yeah. guys playing the fitness yeah, we just do the fitness because it's so cheap, yeah, and then you can bring so people cheap. too. Because a lot of yeah. time, like Alpha Wolf and Crystal Lake, they're not from the U.S. They don't have Planet Fitness cards. And right. I don't want them to buy one because they're only here for a month and they're in a young band. Like they don't need to do that. Right. Um, so this allows us to be able to bring more people because if Jared has a black card and I've got a black card and and Andrew's got a black card and. You know, you can just kind of get in some extra people every day and and make the workout more of a team effort. Totally. Is, then you get those ultimate gains, bro. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Get All somebody right. pushing you. You know. Yeah, we've had a few times too where, like, in in the when we did Warp Tour, like this one ABR tour, but you know, we just bring weights with us too, yeah. or other people bring weights, and that's fun because I always like doing outdoor workouts and looking like an asshole in front of. That's what people. I always do. I just bring my power blocks. You know, I have like there you go. It's not much, but it's like enough to get done whatever I got to do. So oh, just stand into the back of the trailer and look like a dickhead and not care. Yeah, so you want everyone to walk by and be like, "Fuck that dude looks good, yeah. man." Like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. sure my shirt's off. Dude, I just feel because of this time off, I have this motivation in my head where I want to come back just better than ever. I don't want to. Hell yeah. After all this time, I don't want people to be like, oh, yeah, that guy definitely looks like he sat on his ass for a year. I want yeah, for to sure. Come back and be like, man, did he look that good last time I saw I'm him? Like, I'm not sure. Yep. That, um, this, this time is obviously what separates the fucking. I don't know this stupid ass saying, but the men from the boys, you know, you're coming no, out of this looking better yeah. than ever. And you got a, you started a fucking business, you know what I mean? Like put out a record, like crushing it, dude. The weak from the chaff, the strong peoples from the weak there peoples. Hey, you listening? Are you a pussy? Are you trying to be a little bitch? How about you stop <laughs> being a little bitch? You buck up soldier and you get it done, bitch. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have you have you fucking watched uh, have you watched Cobra Kai on Netflix? No, I haven't yet, and I've been oh, told bro. so many times I need to watch it as yeah. soon as you have nothing else to watch. It is actually really good and super nostalgic. And what you just did reminds me so much of one of the main characters from the show. That's his whole mindset for Cobra it. Kai: is don't be a pussy. Yeah, you know, and it's it's funny because it. it I guess in this time period, people could take that and, you know, feel exactly slightly like you're sensitive it, about it. Totally. But, you know, and when you're I watching the show, you're it, like, man. damn, you're like, I can't believe you're saying this shit on TV right now. It's and crazy. I just need that shit in my life. Like, I need... Yeah. I need a time where I show up after a fucking tour and I go to see my parents for the first time and my dad's like, bro, you look kind of fat. Like, yeah, I need yeah. truth in my life. I know. And I need someone to look me in the face and be like, dude, you're being a fucking pussy right now. Dude, like, and you can say that word how you can too. say it doesn't have to be pussy. You can call me a bitch. You can tell me weak, whatever. But I, I just yeah. need that honesty. And I, yeah. I, I also just like crude humor. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but we I'm have an open door policy in that, dude. here on the show. You can say whatever you want because That's it's cool. fun. You can say whatever you want. Like, Gravemind, get a fucking bass player. 
You can, we could. One oh, of man. you needs less strings, dude. One of you needs less strings. That's I it. I know. Or just a, uh, you could play a six string bass. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be like Vail okay, Maya one of you or needs some thicker shit. strings. Yeah, 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 thicker strings. Um, get a bass six. You know that yeah. could be cool. Um, yeah. be like one of those hipster bands. You know, yeah. like that's pretty neat. Um, <laughs> dude, we could just open like full trigger on fucking in vogue right now, and then I'll hit up Nick and I'll have him on the next episode and dude. It'll fucking blast you guys. It'll be <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Um, I'll be like, dude, fuck talk, dude. I dude, know what he, I see what he did here. That's what I wanted to. It's funny. We it's, he like uh, made a Facebook post a week or two ago, where it was like, "Hey, I want to be on some podcasts," and and me and him ended up having an interaction. And I wanted to be like, "All right, I'll have you on the show." But first thing you say on the show is five worst bands you've ever signed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just hope that those bands are listening. I had like he's like Kingdom of Giants, Being as an Ocean, yeah. Kingdom of Giants. Anyone who ever gave me drama. Um, yeah, I, you know, and why not? Because it's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just think life needs a little shit talk sometimes. Feels good. It does feel good. It makes me feel good. Um, and that's probably because then you can you can just go, I could go on the internet and read some negative things about myself right now if I want to. But for the sure. truth is, for every one of those negative comments, I got a million monthly listeners, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, what you gonna yeah. do? Is that what you guys yeah. got right now? Yeah. Nice. That's pretty cool. A million. Nice. That means we have millions of dollars, Dana. That's what that means. That's what I heard. <laughs> Kirby found this fake thing where so like it was like a fake write up of oh Kirby Ryan Kirby is worth seventeen million dollars. It's like oh, oh man, God. I'm about I'm about to buy some more Teslas. Um, who's writing that? I know, right? That's who has the time awesome. to be doing that shit, dude? I don't know. The same people who have the time to block Kirby from editing our own Wikipedia. Um, Wow. <laughs> that got done too. Shit's hilarious. Wow. I love it. Yeah. That's all you want in life, man. It's people to make make up lies about you. And that's what I like to do Where? here because that's the cool thing about like for instance, you could consider this podcast to be some sort of like news or inf informative show right so then i can yeah. just make shit up where it's like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah like you know kingdom of giants is definitely going out on a tour with polaris in 2021 a uh, whole yeah. world tour uh and um fit for the kings is broke up <laughs> just and someone might sense. yeah someone might hear that and be like what that's true it's like how i like to tell everyone the earth is flat because yep. it and is. They, it's the firmament yeah. above the firmament, and we got the fucking troll people in the middle of the earth, and I fucking love that shit. I'm yeah, in a flat earth great. group on Facebook, bitch. Wow. Um, yeah, legit. I talk, I've talk. i loved to bring it up all the time in front of people because I think it's hilarious. And mm -hmm. when you make people feel like, because then they start to think, oh, does this guy actually believe in flat earth? Oh. And, then and then, then I get it. I get it far that, there. Man. You know, I'll take it as far as I need to. Where it's like, yeah, y'all, yeah. you guys think, why is there no pictures of fucking Antarctica and shit? Why have you never seen it? Why have you never seen the North Pole? Because there's a fucking Arctic ice wall. And then like past the ice wall is fucking paradise. But they don't want you to know that, dude. You know? Oh, God. It's like how they're fucking, you know, feeding babies to reptiles on Epstein Island. Well, that one's true. That one is true. And by reptiles, I don't know, Bill Clinton. Clinton. So, <laughs> I ain't All the bills. Into, you know, one thing I will never do on this show, though, is talk politics because I'm uninformed. 
and I like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, right, right. But I did. I had. I registered to vote. I was a real Good. adult. I had to do it. My fiance has been bugging me for like two months to do it. And I was just having trouble where I've moved a couple times in the last few years. And when I was registering to vote, it was like, no, this isn't your address. This isn't correct. Well, I was like, motherfucker. So I couldn't just do it online. So I just drove to the Board of Elections office and did it. You got it done. Nice. Yeah, because I'm a fucking grown up. That's what I'm going to do. Dude, you know, it was actually a weirdly helpful link. It was every time I get on Instagram, it'd be like, at the top, there's a little fucking yeah. banner and a say, and I was just like, you know what? Boom, clicked it, knocked it out in 10 seconds. And that was my, my brother, daily reminder of me out. being dumb. Where yeah, I was yeah, like, exactly. oh yeah, dude, you have to do this. Because I remember right last there. election, there was something really great that I saw from, I forget who it was, just some band I really liked. I think it was maybe like guitar player of Circus Survive or something. Mm-hmm. And this person just, you know, looked into their Instagram story, looked you in the eyes and was like, just remember... If you don't go vote, you cannot bitch for four years. You can't yep. complain. You can't argue because you didn't care enough to go participate. And don't give me this shit of, well, the system's broken, so I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count. That's a cop out. Just, just do it anyway. Shut up and do it. Like, even if you think it doesn't count, just go do it so you can say that you did it. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, but I just truly really believe you can't complain unless you're going to participate. And it's the same way I feel of, well, I can't really complain or talk about politics because do I know anything about my local politics? Do I know anything about who's in the Senate or who's in, you know, whatever? I don't know shit. I don't know anything. Just like I don't know anything about science because I almost failed high school. So I'm not going (laughs) to talk about fucking COVID because guess what? I don't know anything. Yeah, exactly. But that's what keeps life fun because then I'm like aliens and shit. Ice walls. Flat Earth, cool shit. Run that with it, real bro. Because Run if you don't it. know, all the water it falls off the side of the Earth, and then that's what like forms into the firmament, and then that's what like when you look at the sky and it's blue. Like, look outside. Why do you think the sky's blue if space is black? <laughs> that don't make no wow. sense, bro. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. So this is the science that you do know, and this is what you're pushing. I love it. You're like, I won't talk about real shit, but I will get deep (laughs) in this fake shit. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. It's great. Um, You know, it's like, don't have a white lighter in your pocket. Don't think that the earth isn't covered in water and that, you know, it's not flat. Just every conspiracy possible. Yeah, I love that shit. It's awesome. I'm trying to think of some other good ones that I believe in right now, but um, like fucking Lord Zenu. What's that? You never read on Scientology, bro? Scientology is some cool shit. Oh, there you go. You yeah, got yeah, yeah. it. The thing is like Lord Zenu, he took all the evil people and he like threw them in the volcano and then the body thetans got made and then we all got body thetans in us. So we got to like give our money to Scientology so we can purify ourselves of body thetans. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's some cool shit. I need to get a Scientologist on this show. Maybe I will get political and religious with this shit. Maybe I will become the next Joe Rogan of metalcore. But you just feed into all of it. Dude, why not? It's fun. Um, As long as I don't take anything serious, I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'll talk to anybody about anything, and I'll just, I just want to, I just want you to explain it to me. I'll never judge you. Because it's the same, you know, when you grow up liking religion, too, at the same time, right? I, you know, when I was in high school, the only classes I really liked were like comparative religions or, you know, public speaking and that kind of shit. Yeah. And because it's interesting. 
So when you read about a million, you know, a bunch of different religions, and then you're like, all right, so all y'all pretty much got like the same thing, but the head dude's like different, and then, you know, yeah. but I got to get to this place if I do these things, you know, and this is how it affects my morality and blah, blah, blah. You're like, okay, so, you know, if I don't want people to think I'm stupid, I can't think anybody else is stupid. But then right. in religion, naturally, everyone goes, well, no, Jesus is truth. Like, you don't know. You don't, you don't understand. You're fine. It's fake. Yeah. Um, and I love that shit. I think it's hilarious because it's hypocritical and stupid. So hypocritical. Um, I love it. But, you know, whatever. Again, fuck those things. Um, just for now. Because this is a fun show about Screamo and why Screamo yes. is great and how we're so blessed to have Kingdom of Giants putting out a new album called Passenger. This we got you on Sharp Tone Records. Um, do we have any more content coming our way, like in terms of music videos or anything, or is this you know we're pretty tapped out of the single area? Um, we're gonna drop something day of. Hell yeah, boy! And then I got something else I'm working on in the in the background for afterwards, and um, you know, I I don't know if we see the. Uh, I'm just kind of trying to feel out if we're, what we're going to do with like, we want to do, we want to like tap in and, you know, do like a premiere, not like a revolver mag premiere, but like a premiere where we watch our video at the same time as you guys and get to talk about it and react to you, something like that. And we want to do, you know, some live Q and A's and shit like that. Um, I don't know if we'll do Are you guys doing the Twitch thing. Any of you? We were not yet, but our drummer Truman has literally been in the Twitch world since before he was born. <laughs> He's been Sick. so deep in it, but for some reason he just we just want him to just take over, like just do the kingdom one because all of us know absolutely nothing about it. Yeah. And we talk Same. about it a lot. And hopefully I think it's coming up where he's going to start being a little bit more involved with it. Cause he's the only one that knows what the fuck's going on. Cool. Um, so we want to do that. And that's maybe that's where we'll do our, our Q and A's and like shit like that. So, yeah, I've been trying yeah. to learn that stuff from Ryan and I want to do one, but I have to get a new computer before I can do that. Cause mine just cannot uh, hang. Um, yeah. But it seems really cool and fun, and it's nice to get to interact with everyone. Like, I'm part of his Discord group, and nice. the kids are just so fucking nice in there. They're all, they nice. greet each other in the mornings and have great conversations about soda and all sorts of <laughs> happy go lucky shit. And nice. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see these little um, positive, like, you know, subgroups. Little communities. Um, yeah. yeah, little mini communities. It's really cool. So that, you know, I'm sure that'll be helpful when you guys do that shit. But. Yes. yes, I'm ready, bro. Me Gonna too. Be massive. Um, do for 21. Have you guys announced anything in terms of dates? Or are you working on any dates um, at the moment? Um, so we haven't announced anything. We're hoping that you know the record drops and then things start falling in line and people are like, shit, this band is actually putting out a new album. It's been four years and it's good and they're reputable now and they're a new label and let's take these motherfuckers on the road. So absolutely. Yeah. It's fucking great. I'm excited. It's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. It was happening. You know, it's like all the shit that we were going to do. Like y'all had mad momentum. Yeah. The momentum was flowing, dude. We were going over the, over to the UK. We were going to do that. Alaska Alaska. Yeah. yeah, it was the boys, and then boom, they fucking broke up, and I was like, we could have done their last tour with them and seen them again, because we did their first tour with them. That shit and breaks my heart. 
Toby's going to be on the show. He's one of my good friends. and Me too. I just, I love that band so much, you know, every iteration of it. And hearing, I was, Toby had been showing me new material and it was fucking great. He was starting to sing. It was awesome. The two singles with him singing, I was like, I fuck with these songs. They were were my favorite songs they ever put out. Same. And um, it's one of those bands where, to some extent, I almost feel guilt where it's like, man, maybe if we got them to the States sooner. Right. Yeah. Things would be different or this or that, you know, and it was, they were part of this new wave of things where it just needed a little more time and we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I won't be surprised if Toby has and does something new. Um, everyone loves him. He's the fucking man and one of the kindest souls I've ever met on planet earth, like legitimately. Um, so you know, and that's it's rare you meet someone on tour like that where it's like, oh, I've I've kept up with him every couple weeks since I met him, yep, five years ago or whatever. You know, Just I always have good, that like one. Day. There's always like that one, maybe two people that I meet on a whole tour that end up being like super close with, and I'm like, I am so pumped that I still talk to that dude. You know, yep. like I love that shit. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, Makes me want to sit down after this phone call and reach out to every single one of them, you know? Seriously. I mean, I you know, maybe I will have to do that and go and say hi to that Marfocker. Um, yeah. Dude, I'm looking at your one funny thing here. The All the Hell uh, record. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. a guy on a song named Daniel Gailey, but it's not my Daniel Gailey. <laughs> it 100% is. is. It is. It's my Daniel Gailey? 100%. Oh, they he spent his name wrong. No, oh, really? Yeah, there's no E. He has an E in his name. Oh, uh, you hate to see it. Yeah, he fucking shreds a solo in that song. Oh, that's sick. That's my fucking boy. I was like, Hell this yeah. can't be my Daniel. If it's like, it is, yeah. Sense. Yeah. Uh, that would be fun. I can't wait till we do 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 <laughs> till we have a tour together. It'll be good. Yeah, man. That'd be um, a good one. Yeah, it's just one of those things that, like I said, the guys have spoke so fondly of you all over the years. And I know we've only actually bumped into each other a few times here and there, but it's always been a pleasure, man. Um, yeah, you too, bro. But and I'm glad to hear that Johnny has brought so much to the table too, because it's inter- it's always interesting when you hear a change in a band, yeah, and you're not really sure where or why or how that came up. But I guess that's the cool part of this kind of um, rebirth for your band, totally. where you're coming out with your best, you sound your best, you look your best, you guys are just fucking crushing it, and now it's like, all right, well, how fucking, how do we go? Holy shit, I just forgot too, Max, he just had a baby, didn't he? He just had a fucking baby, bro, crazy. That's awesome. Crazy, can't wait to see, like, I can't wait to meet that baby and see what, you know, he's going to be a good-ass dad, and just can't wait to see what happens with all that, you know? He's going to raise a human. Yeah, it's pretty cool to watch when people get... Well, you have experience with that, with your other guitar mm-hmm. player, which is cool. Totally. And, you know, I love getting to see that with Bob um, and what yep. people are capable of. Because especially, you know, with the state of the world currently, one really great refresher is getting to see a really good person raise really good people. Totally. And... You can see the difference in kids that just don't get that love and attention um, that they deserve, and it's nice to. I'm I'm excited for Max, and I think he's me too. Be a great dad. So yeah, be go great. Max and your go lady Max. out there. I don't know her, but Brandy, congrats. she's a fucking G. 
That's awesome. Babies are cool, man. I don't want one for myself for like a long time. Like eventually I will. Uh, yeah. But I'm not the a same really boat. long time for me. Um, but no, it's nice. My partner feels the same. And, same. you know, she's cool with it. We both just have a lot we want to do before we have kids. And Same. I'm just going to be an old ass dad, but it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, and that just makes me be like, well, I'll just have to stay in good shape for a long time so I can make up for it because I did love that my dad was young and like jacked and was like a fucking superhero in my eyes still is like he's just a super badass motherfucker but yeah um I just can't uh can't stop the hustle bro yeah same on it all the time just feels feels good feels right yep um so with that future plans we got anything other than just the record it's i mean most of us don't we're all just kind of waiting in the wings and trying to figure it out because really the earliest you can rebook stuff is maybe spring 21 in the hopes that any of us will be able to do any travel but um any last words for the people about passenger about checking out this record and going and grabbing it on friday which i will urge everyone listening first week is still very important. Yep. Generating those sales is still very important. Go buy a vinyl. Go buy a physical CD. Go actually download the record. Streaming is nice, but it really does help if you put in that extra effort. These next yep. couple days and the week following are the most important time in a band's career for those 18 months. And every time, it's got to get a little bit better. So please go out and support. Make sure you pick up a merch bundle. Um, do you have a merch now or a merch direct or where are you guys doing um, your, your printing these days? I think it's through, I think it is merch now, but it's through like the Sharptone site. Okay, cool. Um, so you can just, I mean, the link is in our Insta, <laughs> Insta bio that takes you right there. It's like a link tree that has everything that you can go. Pre-orders, got the singles, it's got all that. So yeah, Friday, big day. First album on a real label a new label a milestone a hopeful turning point for king of the giants to let us actually show up to the fucking party that we've been invited to but have yep. been allowed into for the past five years so well i wish you nothing but the best man and i think that those things are certainly coming for the band um and you know like we've pointed out today it's nice to see that from that side where a good band to relate to with that is Ice Nine Kills. Yeah. For a long time, people fucking wrote that band off. They didn't give them the the respect they deserved. And then you'd see that band play a warp tour and they'd fucking smash. But then yep. they'd still not get the invite to go on those other tours, those club tours, those bigger tours. Or yep. they'd get pinned and put in an early spot. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? That They're band fucking is huge now. Huge. That band huge. is huge. And they deserve it. And they worked so goddamn hard to get there. Yeah. Spencer is such a genius. And it's nice to see that some things like atmosphere and the right people pushing a band can make that difference. You know, he found himself surrounded by a great team. That team helped to push them to that next place. But it doesn't come without amazing music. You yeah. guys have now written an incredible record. And now you have an incredible team you can push it to the max and those things will most certainly come for you. And it's, it's really great to see, man. I'm super fucking happy for you guys. Fucking appreciate it, dude. Hell yeah. All right. Any final words for the people before I let you go? 
That's it, man. Just jam that record. Get baked and listen to it. Don't get baked and listen to it. Do whatever you want. It's a fucking sick record, front to back. In my opinion, we wrote something cinematic and hopefully different than something we've ever done and the best shit we've ever done. So jam it. Let me know what you think. Cinematic is a great descriptive word for your music. It truly is. And I love the media you've created for it. I love the videos. I love that just the whole feel of everything because it fits so well and it just looks like you've really cared. And I know it's taken a lot of work and you were saying that, you know, when we first started uh, talking before we started the interview and how much work you've had to do in terms of, you know, not just creating the videos or for in this instance, you're doing more of the commercial work and ads and putting that kind of stuff together where, you know, for right. those who don't know, you actually have a ton of experience with, you know, video work, which we should have talked about more. Um, That's okay. But one, everyone listening, you can hire Dana to make your music videos because they fucking Fuck rock. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, man. But yeah, I'm, you know, through all the hard work, it's really, it's shown. It's great. And um, thanks, I'm excited for everyone to be able to really just sit back and enjoy it. And I can't wait to spin the whole record and lift some goddamn weights to this thing on Friday. Yeah, there you go. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, that's all I got for you today, brother. Um, Loved it. Hold on one second and I'll say goodbye to you off the air. But thank you so much for being on the show today. And I hope you enjoyed getting tucked. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Of course. All right, the show is over. Yeah. Sorry, I was a little late this week um, with putting out this episode. I'll be honest, it's been a little hectic over here. I've been working a lot trying to keep this featured X thing moving and um, still be able to do the show. But fun thing is the show will also be going on YouTube very soon. I got some things so I can do a nice little show here at home. Um, And I really appreciate your patience. Please go and uh, like the the show on uh, Apple or wherever you listen to it. Subscribe to it. Give us a nice five-star review. All of that stuff does really help, and I have never really asked for that in the past. Um, but you know what? I'm trying to put some steroids into this thing. I think it's going to be really cool as we move forward. Um, and always let me know who you would like me to interview. Um, I can always use some ideas, but I have some cool shows coming up. Um, yeah, that's about it. Or you know, send me your song, gettuckthepodcast at gmail.com. If you just want to say hi, send me an email. I will definitely check it out. Thank you. You're the best. I love you so much. I'll see you next week. But until then, get tucked!
Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.